important thing to note about sectors such as mining is that unlike broad-based generalized foreign direct investment, the business environment in the country tends to matter a little bit less in the case of resources simply because the investment has to go where the resources are available. So, yes, the recent labor um, industrial issues in South Africa's mining sector has, has had an impact on global perceptions of South Africa as an investment destination. But given that South Africa is the dominant producer of platinum globally, it's not as though mine operators have a lot of choice in terms of where else they can go to find platinum reserves. Well, that's certainly good news, I think, from a South African perspective. Um, Well, perhaps and perhaps not, because what we have seen is, of course, with the the unrest in the platinum belt making the headlines around the world, it may not necessarily mean that mine operators have much choice in terms of the location of their mining investment, but at the margin, it's almost certainly likely to cost South Africa in terms of investments that it might have received that it may now have to forego. What it does do, unfortunately, is help to tarnish South Africa's reputation as an investment destination more broadly across a range of sectors. And that ultimately means not only does South Africa have to face the downside risks to its economic trajectory as a result of the closure of the mines, but it's also facing the loss of investment across a range of other sectors. It does add considerably to the the downside growth risks that the country faces. Sorry, thank you. You spoke of the fact that the... um economic environment is not necessarily the or the business environment is not necessarily that important but a lot of some analysts have spoken about the fact that the legislative environment is not investor friendly is that the case for the international market as well well there has been a feeling of perhaps greater uncertainty there are some long standing issues where everyone is watching south africa's political developments very closely there are of course new voices in the political arena that have called for more radical measures to be implemented that may not necessarily um respect the rights that have already been granted to certain investors and that will be a concern to any investor even if they have few alternatives to South Africa for the platinum investment specifically. What that does do is that where investors might be looking to invest in more marginal mines, um, that sort of investment might be discouraged simply because the overall environment is not seen to be helpful. Investors have heard one thing from part of government. My nationalization is not on the cards. It's something that they had been told in the past. And when it suddenly appears at perhaps a, a ruling party policy conference as an item for discussion, soon after having had those reassurances, it can have very grave consequences for investor confidence. What I want to ask, though, is that the developments you're speaking of are quite recent. They're the last year or so. If we look in the context of two decades, though, what is the perception with regards to, firstly, the ease of business, doing business in South Africa in mining, and then, secondly, the profitability, the desirability? 
Well, there is a general perception in terms of the overall business environment that there is now this aspect of legislative and regulatory risk, that policy is likely to shift from the very centrist views that we had initially, at least in terms of South Africa's development, and that leaves investors feeling somewhat unsettled. There are a lot of issues that still need to be resolved in the mining system. Critics of the development so far would ask, why is it that 20 years after the um, receipt of freedom in South Africa, the basic economic structure of mining has not changed? It's still reliant on migrant labor. It still has a, a basic structure that is not that distinguishable from what existed during apartheid. So there are a lot of issues that still need to be debated, that do still need to be resolved, hopefully in a way that boosts overall confidence in the future of the South African economy, that results in wins for both labor as well as all the other investors who are involved in the mining sector. We haven't seen that to be the case yet, however. So what kind of model, <clears throat> pardon me, would they ideally have or what position would they have liked to have seen the South African mining sector in by this stage? Well, South Africa is still grappling with a lot of historic issues. It's left with a, a structure in the mining industry where despite government attempts to make BEE more meaningful, that hasn't really filtered down and necessarily benefited ordinary people. There are still issues around what constitutes a living wage, especially in an environment where there isn't a great deal of job creation side of mining anyway, meaning that each miner probably supports a disproportionate amount of dependence with the wages that they do earn. These triggers and these causes um, behind these demands that we see for higher wages can't be wished away. One has to look at South Africa's environment in a more holistic way to arrive at potential solutions. So one key aspect to, to try to address would be just the general business environment. Why is it that there is such great dependence on a fairly small sector in terms of its contribution to GDP, in terms of earnings for exports, in terms of employment possibilities in the formal sector? Are there any policy interventions that could change that, that could somehow alter that dependence? For mining specifically, South Africa also needs to realize, whilst in, in some respects resources related investment is a special case because there aren't so many other places where you will find platinum reserves and certainly no other country anywhere in the world has the scale of South Africa's reserves. Even so, if South Africa wants a vibrant mining sector, one that is contributing to GDP according to its potential, then some changes do need to be put in place. To go back to your 20-year question, perhaps the most striking observation is that prior to the global crisis, we had been in an, an environment of significant commodity price strength globally. This coincided with a time where Africa was seen to be rising. Lots of people were talking about the turnaround in Africa's prospects 
prospects. And part of that, at least, was related to the optimism that stemmed from higher commodity prices. In South Africa, there was a period pre-crisis when overall growth picked up, but we weren't necessarily seeing mining or the resources sector more broadly being a big driver off that. And questions do need to be asked. In a country which isn't growing relative to its potential, why is it that such an important sector has lagged behind for so long? I find your references to some of the social issues quite interesting where you speak, for example, of the broader community and the ordinary people benefiting and a living wage. You know, the skeptic in me would say that South African mining companies have to pay attention to social issues because it's legislative, it's the culture of the country, um, but that the international community would at the end of the day look at profit margins. Um, Domestic analysts spoke of the need after this long strike for a social, a new social pact um, and a new engagement between labor and government. Is this actually important to the international community or is it important because it could impact prices? I know this is a very skeptical question. (laughs) I think the events that we've generally seen on the platinum belt in recent years, ever since we saw the the Marikana tragedy, have focused attention internationally as well on what needs to change. Now, at one level, on the micro level, there is no getting away from the fact that an individual mine operator simply can't afford to run a mine unprofitably. So if platinum prices have not been rising that strongly, if external demand in the auto sector especially weak, there's very little leeway for that mine operator in terms of how they might cope with demands for higher wages. But ultimately, given what people have observed of the industrial unrest in South Africa, there are increasingly questions being asked about perhaps platinum prices need to be a lot higher than they have been to reflect the fact that workers in that sector need to be paid a living wage. So I think the thinking on this is relatively fluid. Everyone is looking at it in a fairly holistic way. In the short term, there's no getting away from the basic laws of economics. A mine operator that is a commercial operator has no choice but to operate in a way that is profitable. And if they are unable to afford a high wage structure, that ultimately is going to have consequences. It's going to mean that some of that labor input will be mechanized where possible, that ultimately there may well be a reduction in the amount of, in the numbers that are employed on the mining sector, but it also has far-reaching consequences for the country. More marginal mines will, will not be seen as profitable. The country will not benefit from investment and activity in those sectors. So, All of this does essentially mean there needs to be some sort of balance brought to bear. Yes, there is a need, a great need for a new social pact. It's very damaging for any country to have been put through what South Africa has experienced for, what is it now, over 20 weeks year to date, uh, a long extended period of industrial unrest that really starts to call into question the outlook for very many sectors in the economy. Moving beyond platinum, what is the international sentiment about the other um, resources and the mining sector and other resources in South Africa? 
Well, it's a mixed picture. As we know, the gold sector has been experiencing perhaps even worse um, conditions. We've seen a decline in in South Africa's gold output, almost a secular decline. South Africa used to be one of the, the leading gold producers globally. Output levels have been coming down since the, the 90, late 1920s, 1930s, and we haven't really seen anything to reverse that. Outside of those metals, we really are looking at a sector which is beset with greater regulatory risk, greater challenges in terms of labor relations that don't seem to be resolved very easily, and a very uncertain environment overall. We are not looking in terms of the, the commodity price outlook. We're not looking at the kind of growth certainty or the kind of um, robust demand conditions globally that we may have seen in that period from 2001 up until the crisis. South Africa's mining sector fails to capitalize on those very favorable conditions. There are real doubts about the outlook for the sector now that we're just not seeing global demand being as robust as it was back then. Why we've seen the kind of demands for higher wages coming through from the formal mining sector. Why is it that labor seems to be demanding a wage increase of the nature that the mine operators are saying they just cannot afford? A lot of that has to do with the fact that South Africa is not an economy that has been great at producing formal sector jobs. And this leads to a very high dependency ratio for the one person who is employed in mining. There are a large number of dependents that that individual must support. A great solution, potentially for the medium term, would be to look to foster an environment that is better at job creation, that does encourage greater job creation, reducing that dependency over time.